May peace be with you. If you stick around at the end, there's more information about our community and how to find us. And now, here's this week's Centering Scripture, followed by the sermon. Well, I imagine that I am not the only one whose heart is feeling heavy and whose hope is feeling down. I've been reflecting on that feeling heading into this Sunday and then ultimately, ultimately feeling just so grateful that this sermon series on poetry is starting up at the same time. Because I think I am feeling disappointed and delusioned enough that I am not sure I would have ever found words to bring some story of hope or belief. In some ways, I'm feeling a little tapped out in those categories when I look about at the state of our world, at the state of our democracy. And so I'm so grateful this morning that we have the words of three astounding poet laureates, three astounding women of color, women who I'm sure have faced far more challenges than I will ever know. In particular, this poem that is straddling the sermon, Amanda Gorman's The Hill We Climbed. I remember after a long two weeks, it was a two-week period in which I was in a deep intensive for my doctorate work. I was feeling exhausted by the pandemic, by everything going on at the election, and then heading into two weeks of studying the history of trauma that has been inflicted throughout this country and throughout the life of the church. It was in that two-week period that the insurrection on January 6th occurred. And we saw such a bold outpouring of anger and hate, an attack on our democracy. Like many of you, I think I came out of that week feeling a bit lost, not recognizing the country that I am a part of even as I've studied some of our hard history. And yet, less than two weeks later, no, maybe exactly two weeks later, (laughs) I recall Amanda Gorman stepping up to the podium and reciting this poem at the inauguration of the next president I recall being moved to tears with hope for our country's future, in part because of the beautiful way that she wove the best ideals that we do sincerely work toward in this country, many ideals that we do strive toward in the life of the church. Amanda Gorman, who is far younger than I am, and then I think, yes, no kids here today, anyone in this room. (laughs) 
moved me to tears with her compassionate hope for a land and its people. Just two weeks after I thought I would never feel hope for this country again. That is the, the power of poetry and of poets and perhaps of prophets and scripture alike. They can speak to us a possibility that many of us have long since let go. They can find words or feelings that are, with, that are beyond our grasp. They can lift our heavy and burdened souls from a place of jaded disillusionment into a place of soaring hopes for something that probably shouldn't be possible or expected. Approaching the sermon and reflecting on that experience, this being moved to tears with hope just two weeks after I felt like I could never be more disillusioned, I was reminded that in the earliest days of the pandemic, when none of us knew what was going on, one of the things that I did, in part for myself and in part for this community, was record and recite a poem every day. I think for the first 50 or so days of the pandemic. Many of you tuned in, all of us, I think, at one point or another, flocked to every single virtual medium that we could to find some form of human connection. And what I did during that time was read poems because I felt like I did not have the words to speak to this moment. But the poets did. And if you perhaps are feeling somewhat like me in this moment as we move through this summer into another election season, if you are feeling a sense of disillusionment or disappointment, well, I hope that these words of poetry can speak to you this day. Because when we begin to lose hope, when we see the story of this great land or of this great church, this amazing gospel, when we let it go because of how it has been abused in the past, then we risk letting go the very power of story. We risk letting go some of those ideals that can still move a group of people jaded, disillusioned, uncertain, that still can move those people to tears, to hope, to movements. Friends, we need the poets in our midst to speak to our weary and jaded hearts in these moments or at least I'll speak for myself. I know that I do. It is the beautiful hope of poetry and scripture alike. In weaving their lines of stories, they can cast a vision of our better selves, our better ideals, and of a better future that can still await. As Amanda Gorman will go on to say, it can remind us that there is always light if we are only brave enough to see it and if we are only brave enough to be it.
So this summer, we will steep ourselves in both scripture and in poetry. We will look for inspiration, even while naming that at times we may feel uninspired ourselves. We will strive to be caught up in a story that evokes something bigger and beautiful than we are seeing in the day-to-day news. And if possible, I hope that we will all find that we can be a part of that story. Because poetry is power, powerful. Scriptures are powerful. Good theology is powerful. Each of these can speak clear and profound truths in moving ways. Moreover, they can speak the truth to power in ways that are movement building. We need our prophets and our poets to keep our hearts alive with the warm glow of hope and to remind us that being American is more than a pride we inherit. It is that past that we step into and how we repair it. Just like being the church is more than the stories and strengths that we inherit, it too is the past we step into and how we repair it. So may our hearts be open this day, this week, this summer. May we listen for truths that spark hope and encourage us onward. For, to use one of Carol's favorite lines about poetry, poetry doesn't just describe. Poetry evokes. Poetry opens onto a sacred field, a field of the heart. May this be a summer of heartfelt listening and renewed hope for each of us. Amen. As a church located on Lakota land in Minnetonka, Minnesota, St. Luke is a joyful, inclusive, intergenerational, and compassionate community on a spiritual journey seeking to do justice, make peace, and to walk humbly with God. We invite you to join us live for virtual worship each Sunday morning on Facebook or YouTube, or by following the worship links on our website, stluke.mn. Thanks for listening. May you go in peace.